The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your name. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the drive-bys who just dropped in, <laughs> and the boat rockers who are in the uh, chat room this morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys could join us here on Monday morning. I hope you had a great weekend and uh, ready to have a a good week, I hope. Uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you are watching by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and we are going live, second video down. And uh, you can click on that, you can enlarge it, you can also click it again on the icon, and you can join us in the chat. A lot of people in the chat this morning, and uh, we appreciate you guys joining us this morning. Also, if you missed Bradley's show from Saturday, 
that's right above where we're streaming live. You can click on there. You can watch his show there. He'll also be live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central. So uh, that'll come live on sonsoflibertymedia.com at that time. You can catch him then. Also right above that is where you can subscribe for our email newsletter. You get one email a day. We don't rent your email. We don't sell it. We don't spam you or anything like that. And that includes the morning show archive. Uh, So anything we talk about today will be in that archive. And uh, just not only the video portion, but the podcast, and then any articles, previous shows, any of that kind of stuff that we um, may cover, those links will be in there for you if you're interested in following through with a little more of your own research, if you will. Also, if you agree with Sons of Liberty, if you agree with our message, there's a donate button here. We don't ask you for money. We just let you know it's there because we do have needs, and those needs often require money to take care of them doing the things that we're doing. You can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us and become a son or daughter of liberty. That's a monthly partner. And then we also have our store there, top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. The the menu is right there across the top. And uh, when you go to the store, you can pick up items that are great conversation starters or equipping tools. We have those in there as well. Now, with that said, it's been a while since I've said this, so let me go ahead and, and throw this in here. The live video feed is going out on Twitter at FPP Tim. It's going out on Periscope at Setting Brush Fires, Twitch at News Tycoon, um, Facebook on Bradley Dean SOL, YouTube at uh, Bradley Dean. Actually, I need to pull that. I turned them on, and then I'm streaming out there. So sorry, guys. Um, I'm going to have to remove that in just a minute. Uh, <laughs> in any case, there's a lot of changes that go on uh, between shows, so just understand that. Beforeitsnews.com, we're on the front page there, and also on DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, as well as Cutting Edge TV on Roku. I haven't said that in a while, so I just want to let you guys know there's a lot of uh, different platforms that we're on, but you can always find us at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you don't see us on one of the platforms that you normally go to, go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll on the right, and we're right there, okay? We'll find a way to do it one way or another. And uh, there's also Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live, all one word, on Rumble if you want to catch us there. All right, now, with that said, there's something very important that's going to be taking place this week. And uh, to help me in telling what that is, is a guy who's heading it up. We've had him on the show before, Captain Carl uh, Canings, and I want to welcome him back to the Sons of Liberty. Captain Carl, good morning. Hey, good morning, Tim. Good to hear from you again, as always. Yeah, you too. And uh, and you're out in uh, you're you're in a different part of the country right now. But tomorrow you're going to be in Utah, and you got something special planned there. You got a lot of uh, a patriot uh, people who want to do the right thing. They want to follow the Constitution, and so wanted to bring you on to talk about what you guys are planning to do tomorrow. So, it's your show, brother. Okay. Well, thank you, Tim. Um, about two weekends ago, uh, there were two major events. Uh, it was attended by each one was attended by at least a thousand people, probably more here in Utah. And, um, you know, some of the, the Ammon Bundy was speaking there. And of course, one of the biggest topics is, is freedom and, and all that. We also talked about the, you know, the mass thing, and that's all crazy, and the, and the vaccines and all that. Uh, there was even a gentleman there, one of my, one of the only attorneys who I really like, Morgan Philpot, was there. 
you know, from the Bundy Ranch trials. And he, it was always good to see him as well. Anyways, uh, we talked about all these freedom things. And I was talking to the people about the people from Utah uh, about the about the concerns about the World Economic Forum, the IMF, uh, the private owners, of course, of the Federal Reserve System, the Triadal Commission, and the Council on Foreign Relations, and the fact that they were talking about uh, the, the the U.S. dollar collapsing. Now, we can all see just going to buy gasoline, going to buy food in the stores, you know, the price of corn and things like that. I was talking to a contractor who builds homes, a finishing carpenter. And I was talking to him about the price of plywood. He told me that he's paying as much as $100 per single sheet of plywood. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's crazy. I've heard, uh, I've heard also prices on, on two by fours being like something on the order of $80 a, <laughs> a single, uh, you know, two by four stud. Okay. Um, American people, what we have here, it is kind of like this. It's kind of like those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. Now, America's actually been through this before, and there have been many, many countries uh, whereby they have experienced something called hyperinflation. Uh, We actually had that in America in two different times. Back during the American Revolutionary War, uh, and that was, but you might remember the uh, the old saying, that's not worth the continental. Well, the continental became worthless because they were printing money to pay for the Revolutionary War, meaning they, meaning the Continental Congress and uh, the Continental Army and, and George Washington and so forth. And also some things having to do with the American Militia Freedom Forces of the day. Uh, when we fought against our own government, we fought against our own troops and our cops and red coats, and we fought against our own government officials. Um, you know, everybody says we fought against the British. Well, that's true, except for you need to remember we were all British subjects back then, every one of us. And, uh, and the ones that wanted to be free, independent, and sovereign countries that we know as states today um the vast majority of people in the area of 75, 78% were against the Revolutionary War and they were against freedom and liberty. And we have kind of the same thing today. Um, there's a lot of people who just really believe in big government. And, and it's, uh, we've gotten to the point where a lot of people uh, you know, they, they, they even want socialism, which is really scary to me. Um, And I can get into all that in just a little bit. But here's the deal. If we, the people, don't do anything and we don't um, either compel or convince our legislators, in this particular case, I'm talking about our state legislators, because the states created the central government. And when they created the central government, they created the central government to do 18 enumerated things only, and those 18 uh, enumerated items are under Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. You can read them in there. Those are the only things that they're supposed to be voting on or spending money on at all. All other items, all other powers are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. And that's that's in the 10th Amendment. I don't know if you... 
and uh, probably not everybody has a uh, one of these, which is a pocket constitution. But you can read the entire supreme law of the land in there. And here the Tenth Amendment says, the powers, which also means spending, not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. What that's saying there is that our states are the highest are, are the highest power, higher power than the central government. And uh, both James Madison and Thomas Jefferson said that the states are duty bound to state nullify any usurpation of power or spending that the U.S. government brings up that they did not that the states did not allow for the U.S. government to do. And if we don't do something to compel our state legislators, our capitals to state nullify all of the usurpations of power and spending, then what's on the forefront, what's on the threshold, what's on our, uh, you know, our front patio coming in here to every single one of our American families and all American middle-class families is something called the global reset. Even the mainstream news is talking about the global reset and that it's going to happen. The business channels, if you watch the business channels, they're talking about the global reset. What is bringing this on? What is bringing this on is the collapse of the dollar. What causes the collapse of the dollar? The, the cause of the collapse of the dollar is from going from what is constitutional money, which is listed under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 5 of the Constitution, and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1 of the Constitution. And in there, it says that only gold and silver coins shall be used in tender of payment of debts. The reason why that is, is because throughout the entire history of the world, any time a country has started printing money, sooner or later, they started printing more money, even if it was so-called backed by gold or silver, okay? That does not work either. Because what happens is that the powers that be, particularly the bankers and so forth, and also the U.S. government, for that matter. They allow the bankers to print more money than what they have in the, in, in the bank, you know, as like, for example, the gold standard. It has always happened. Thomas Jefferson has said that paper is only the ghost of money. And so there's a, there's a, there's a fascinating kind of a cartoon video that explains all this out absolutely perfectly. And everybody should watch this video. It's called The American Dream, and it's on YouTube, and it explains exactly what causes hyperinflation over time. And that is simply the printing of money rather than our, the, the money that's required in, this, in the Constitution for the United States of America. And so uh, we're coming to the point where the dollar is being devalued very quickly now. You can go to a gas station, of course, and see that there or any grocery store. And if we don't do something to compel our state legislators to sponsor and pass what Thomas Jefferson and James Madison passed back in their states called the Kentucky and Virginia Resolutions of 1798 and 1799, uh, what that document is, is it is enforcing our Republican form of government in lieu of a democracy. A democracy is mob voting rule. 
And what happens is, is uh, 51% of the population basically controls the other 49%. But in our country, we have God endowed individual rights. Rights are powers that we hold over the President of the United States, over uh, all of our congressmen, all of our senators, even our state legislators and our, and our governor. And, and when you have my voting rule, which is the definition of a democracy, uh, you lose your rights in favor of what everybody else wants. Okay, that's the reason why we have a Republican form of government. What is a Republican form of government, according to John Adams, one of the founders of the Constitution? It's whereby we, the people, ordain and establish our laws by way of our home countries, which are 50 free, independent, and sovereign countries that we call states, place laws on who we elect and give them only certain responsibilities, only certain duties that they're allowed to perform at the federal level. And if they exceed those authorities, we the people certainly have the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances, which is a part of the, the last 10 words of the First Amendment law. And also we have the right to have a demonstration if they're going to destroy our entire country and destroy our way of life and have a one world government bring in a, a so-called new world currency. Um, we have, the, and what that means is world domination, people. Uh, that means that you won't, you won't be able to have any say-so in anything once they bring in the one world government. This is a one world government of absolute power and control. And I like to refer to the movie The Matrix and the, the agents there. Now, those agents are as like the deep state. What is the deep state? You've heard of the deep state. They talked about it in the news during the, you know, during the elections and after the elections. The deep state are the plethora of executive branch agencies and bureaus that are explicitly prohibited from even existing in the first place, pursuant to 10th Amendment law and order, that all powers and all spending is reserved to the states respectively or to the people. And if we're going to ever get that back, which we... To be quite frank, we don't even have that right now. But when the when we have a one world government, a new world order, we'll have no say so at all. And they'll come across for our guns or anything else. Now everybody says, well, they can try and get mine. I'm gonna run out on my porch with my gun. I'm gonna take two or three of them out before they get my guns. Well, that's not gonna happen. I can tell you this. They have a sniper. When you have a SWAT team on your doorstep. They have a sniper somewhere between 200 to 600 yards out. And you won't even be able to open up the door before you have your head blown off. So in terms of doing that with the so-called Second Amendment, which, by the way, I think if most of the readers or most of your listeners here know, you know, uh, Joe Biden, our current president and the vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, they're talking about taking our guns all the time. Well, They want the guns taken before the global reset happens, because when the global reset happens and we have a one world government, they're coming in with not only U.S. government troops, but also U.N. government troops, plus all of the uh, who I call blue coats, um, you know, the local, uh, you know, cops. 
they're going to be helping to assist what they what they call laws. Now, under the Constitution, you can't have a law unless it's made in pursuance of the Constitution. This is the supreme law of the land right here. I want to just read a little part here. It's called uh, the Supremacy Clause. This is vital for you people to know, and this is how they think they have the right to do all these things. It says here, This Constitution and the laws of the United States. Now get these next words. These are the most important words probably in the entire Constitution. Which shall be made in pursuance thereof. In other words, all laws in the United States must be made in pursuance of the Constitution. And if they're not, they're null and void a law. And they're not enforceable in a court of law. They're not supposed to be. And that's the reason why we the people need to rise up now around our state capitals, why we can do it in peace. To be honest with you, my purpose here, or my original purpose, was to prevent uh, the one world government from taking over as a result of the collapse of the dollar. And that's really why I'm here. Now, let's say the dollar does collapse and they come in. Am I going to be willing to fight with the militias? and uh, try to restore the republic yes i will but they have so much power and so much technology and big brothers always listening in on everything my concern is is if we lose the constitution now if we lose our republican form of government and not a democracy we don't have a democracy of mob voting rule if we lose it now, I'm afraid we won't ever be able to get it back, and I think we're just going to die trying. I think that we have to stand up now. I believe we need to surround our state capitals now, within two days, for example. Now, let me finish reading this. This Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all treaties made or which shall be made, under the authority of the United States, shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Anything in the Constitution or the laws of any state, to the contrary, notwithstanding. The senators and representatives, this is the next paragraph now, the senators and representatives before mentioned and the members of the several state legislatures and all executive and judicial officers, both of the United States and of the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution. So all, all, all politicians have to enforce and obey the Tenth Amendment law pursuant to the Supremacy Clause. The Supremacy Clause talks about the entire Constitution and the entire Bill of Rights. But it also includes this law. I'm going to read this again because it's critical. The powers, which means also spending, not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Right there is the answer to reversing uh, actually the entire collapse of the dollar and also uh, preventing the global reset thereby. So this is the proposition, and Tim, you can ask me some questions once I get through this part right here. We, when I was at those two events and I talked to hundreds of Utah people, 
and they're all with me on this. Every single one that I talk to, I have a very large uh, dark blue uh, militia vehicle with all sorts of constitutional stickers on it, and talking about the militia and about uh, when tyranny becomes law, um, rebellion becomes duty, you know, uh, decals like that on this truck. And it's a pretty amazing truck. When I pull that into like a grocery store, I, and sometimes I actually cause traffic jams there because I'll go outside my truck and, and I'll have a bunch of these pocket constitutions and I'll start talking to people about the constitution and what's happening and how they're enslaving us, how they're turning us into serfs and vassals. And they're doing that now already. Can you imagine what's going to happen when we have a one world currency through the global reset and we have a one world government? It'll be absolute power. It'll be absolute tyranny and despotism. And they'll have total control over our lives and even what we say, think, and do. The entire Constitution, the entire Bill of Rights, gone. You'll have no rights. The whole world will be on mob voting rule. And really, that's whenever you have a democracy, really a democracy um, is, is socialism in practical application because a democracy is mob voting rule. And our politicians know exactly how to talk to people to get their way. And we'll lose all of our freedoms, our liberty, even our very lives. And so when I talked to these people, I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we surround our Utah State Capitol with families, with men, women, and children, husbands, mothers, fathers, daughters, sons? Let's surround the state capitol and demand and compel them to sponsor and pass an exact facsimile of the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions and augment them with an arrest provision. You might ask, why do that? Well, the reason is that way our state, any state, by the way, because a state is a free, independent, and sovereign country according to the supreme law of the land. Surround a state and compel them to sponsor and pass the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions and augment them with an arrest provision, which is a critical part of this. Uh, we were working on passing a uh, states' rights, state sovereignty, and state nullification bill in Wisconsin. And the Democrats back in, the, in those days, that was the late 2000s, were working on it. The Democrats wouldn't let it on the floor for a vote. And then, uh, and so it never, so it never occurred. It never passed. And I, I'll never forget this, uh, John Nygren from Wisconsin, uh, one of the state assemblymen. He said, "Well, Captain Carl, it wasn't binding anyway." So he had me help him work with his staff to make a states' rights, state sovereignty, state nullification bill. And then after I did that, and after I had the whole Tea Party like supporting him for bringing this bill up, <laughs> he said to me, he said, well, Captain Carl, it wasn't binding anyway. And I'm <laughs> scratching my head, listening to him. And he's saying, uh, and he's telling me that it wasn't binding anyway. It wouldn't have done any good. It was just good sounding words. Did you hear what he just did to me and did to the entire Wisconsin Tea Party Coalition? of 125 individual Tea Party groups with 250,000 signed up members. We were meeting on a quarterly basis at a, at a really nice resort in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. 
and it was called Olympia Resort. Very beautiful, wonderful place. All the uh, individual tea party leaders, we were all meeting, and, and, and some others that they'd bring along with them. We were all meeting there and trying to compare notes and trying to decide what we were going to do to restore freedom and liberty, you know. And this was, of course, during the Obama administration. But it's not a, I, I found out since through studying the Constitution, it is not a Republican Democrat uh, paradigm. According to this book here, we have a republic of laws, not men. So we're going to, we need to look at this from a completely different angle. Forget about elections. Uh, Those aren't going to work. And the state elections, they're important, but we need to focus on the 10th Amendment law, okay? And and so anyways... um, what, we, what, what I'm advising here is think about this. If we do nothing, we're going to have the dollar totally collapse and everybody will be for the global reset. Why? Nobody's going to enjoy seeing their children on the floor dying of starvation. And, and because the dollar will become utterly worthless, just like in Venezuela, like the Weimar Republic, you know, uh, even Ethiopia, there's uh, a bunch of other, uh, Russia, you know, now let's take a look at Russia and let's take a look at the Weimar Republic of Germany. Everybody became poor. Uh, there were two women who were uh, wanted to go grocery shopping. So what they did is the, their, their currency was so cheap, they put it in a, in a big laundry basket and put it on their cart. They went into town with their, with their horse-drawn uh, wagon and they had the laundry basket full of money right up to the brim. Uh, and they went to go shopping, and they wanted to go into the stores first before they bring in this great big laundry basket full of uh, paper money. And they went into the store to see if the store actually had the provisions of which they needed to feed their families and other provisions that they needed for their household. So they went into the store, and when they came back out, the most the most uh, the the item of of great worth was missing. And you know what that was? The money, the, the, whoever robbed their cart dumped out the money out of the basket, left the money on the cart and took the basket, took the laundry basket. That's what it's going to be like in a few months, folks. Yeah, you can see it happening. You can see it happening now. Indubitably. Indubitably. Yeah, one of the things, Carl, you know, you were mentioning at the first of the show, the, the prices of uh, plywood and such. We've we reported on some of that. I've had recent experience with that in building a chicken coop. Um, <clears throat> Bradley asked me, he says, well, how much do you have in that? About three, $400 maybe? And I said, no, probably a little over $1,000 for the chicken coop. And, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and that's just the coop. That's not a run or anything else. And uh, so I know that the, the expense of things have gone up. I went in the store um, the other week. And I told my wife, I said, I can't believe this. This is st- I, I, I had to get uh, some some windshield wipers for the van. You know, used to you'd buy what two of them for like fourteen or fifteen bucks. Now it's two of them for it was it was going to be over sixty dollars for two windshield wipers, and they gave six dollars off because it was the same brand you buy, and they sell them individually now. So, and it's been a while since I've gotten any of that stuff, but I see all this stuff growing. We see it with the printing of money, uh, and this isn't, and for people out there, this again, this isn't, like you said, just Democrats. This is Republicans, too, 
Donald Trump, uh, his last, uh, that COVID relief, the, the COVID relief he signed were worth what? $9 trillion, something like that. I mean, eight, nine trillion dollars. Where are they getting that money? They don't have it. And what money they do get, they get from us. But even our money, we're getting from the monopoly money printers up there in, uh, in, in the Federal Reserve, which isn't even a part of the government. And so here's, here's, a, here's the practical question. You guys are going to begin something tomorrow. We're going to camp out to sort of try to implement this, to push this in through at least one state into Utah, where you have that, where you can uh, can do some of these things. I've often thought uh, every federal agency that is in a state needs to be exiled. They need to be out of the states. I don't know where where in the Constitution we were, because all of them are illegal under our Constitution. The real law enforcers are the militia and the president. That's it. That's all that's mentioned in the Constitution is those who enforce the law. So we, we, we've got those, and, and you guys are now looking for arrest provisions for those who, would, who are out to execute pretended law against the people and, uh, and to hold them accountable. And I think that's, that's, that is a big thing that's been missing. The question then becomes, though, how do you stop the money printing? Because that's not going to happen in the state, and that's that's the question that I have. If you even if you do these things, we nullify all this and everything else, which I think is good. I think it's a good thing. How do you stop the continued um, unlawful legislation that's signed into quote unquote law in D.C. and it continually prints and spends money in and and indebts the people more and more? How does that tie in with what you're wanting to do there in Utah? Well, that's pretty simple. There are actually uh, four states. Utah happens to be one of them. Um, they set up their states so that gold and silver coin or even gold and silver bullion uh, can be used in tender of payment of debt. So we're kind of halfway set up there. Now, my answer to that question specifically is let's have the states utilize gold and silver, you know, as a medium basis for payment and tender of debts and let them print all the money they want. Because it's going to be worthless, just like the two ladies with that wagon. The paper money will be totally worthless. And I say people in the States use gold and silver, which is going to be worth incredible, priceless amounts of paper money. (laughs) And so we'll just let them go ahead and do whatever they want to do in Washington. And it's not even Washington, by the way. It's the Federal Reserve System, which is owned by... Uh, private shareholders, uh, you know, who print the money and they actually have total control over the United States. Um, Now, let me just tell you another story when we're talking about, this is why elections aren't going to work. And I told this story before several months ago on the Sons Sons of Liberty. Um, I was part of, uh, you know, the, the Wisconsin Tea Party Coalition. Like I said before, we had 125 Tea Party organizations with 250,000 signed up members. We changed Wisconsin from a blue state to a Republican red state, okay? And we had a victory rally. We had a victory rally outside of our state capitol, and we had a stage there and sound system and all that kind of stuff. This was back in Wisconsin, though. And... Um, and so Paul Ryan and I are all alone in the state capitol before the doors leading out to the stage, but inside the capitol. And Paul Ryan was standing within three feet of me. And I thought, okay, now is my chance. And I looked over at Paul. I said, Paul, 
Now that Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Tea Party Coalition, has given the Republicans total power over everything. We gave you the presidency, we gave you the House of Representatives, and we gave you the Senate. The Republicans have total power over every single thing across the United States, which actually wasn't true because of the Tenth Amendment law, which is the supreme law of the land. However, back at that time, you know, everybody was thinking, man, we just got to vote for Republicans. And we got it made. We'll restore the the 10th Amendment law and the Constitution. That's all we need to do is just just vote. And to be honest with you, at least 70% of our Wisconsin Tea Party Coalition, that's what they were thinking of. You know, my group, the M&M Sons and Daughters of Liberty, uh, we were unanimously voted to, to head up the Committee on States' Rights, State Sovereignty, and State Nullification because of the research that I had done on this for, for many, many years. And, and so anyways, I'm before Paul Ryan. What are we going to do to restore the Tenth Amendment law? And Paul Ryan turned to me and he looked at me with those big blue puppy dog eyes. He said, Captain Carl. If the Republicans would obey the 10th Amendment law, how could we buy all the conservative votes that we need? And how could we buy all the Democrats' votes that we need? And how could we buy hundreds of millions of dollars in corporate campaign donations if the Republicans would obey the 10th Amendment law. And my head is reeling here. First of all, he's saying he's not going to restore the 10th Amendment law, meaning at the federal level. And then he's also saying we're going to spend whatever money we need to spend, no matter what, to buy the votes we need for the Republicans to stay in power. In fact, then he turned to me, he paused for a second, he turned to me and he said, Captain Carl, you don't want the Democrats back in power, do you? I couldn't believe it. And right then they open up the doors, going out to the stage, and, and we get called out. And I'm walking behind Paul Ryan, and I'm thinking, man, I'm walking behind a Republican. But in reality, do you know who I'm walking behind? I'm walking behind a Bernie traitor. Sanders. No, you're walking behind a traitor is what you're walking behind. Absolutely. And he just got done telling me that they're going to violate the 10th Amendment law all they want so that they can buy votes from the American people. Yeah. Well, you know, Carl, one of the things that you're, you're making mention of Paul Ryan, that was one of the things that uh, when I covered, uh, what was it, 2012, and they were pushing mittens and, uh, and Paul Ryan, they were making Paul Ryan out as this great conservative. He knows the numbers, blah, blah, blah. And how do you trust a guy that, that looks like Eddie Munster? And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. But, but the fact of the matter is I was pointing out what he was doing, that he wasn't so smart on the numbers. Uh, that he was just as bad as the rest of the the cats who were up there who were trying to sell the American people out, push an agenda, uh, keep the status quo going. They give them a little bit of lip service, but they keep doing the same things. Man, I had so many people issuing death threats to me uh, because, oh, well, you must be for... Uh, whoever it was then, Obama, you must be for Obama or whatever. And they knew that wasn't true. I was writing scathing reports on Obama, too, and his administration, specifically mm-hmm. that he wasn't even uh, legally allowed to be in the White House. So right. the people, they, they have this cognitive dissonance, and they can't seem to put it down beyond a two-party thing, which John Adams said he considered a great evil. And yet 
the American people think this is the American system is to have a two party system. And, um, you know, you're either on the right or the left, which means you're not on the center of what the law is. You're you're on one or the other. And uh, and that's that's part of the problem. The, the, The mindset is the problem here. So when you talk about things like going and being armed at the state capitol, which is a right to do, folks. It's, I mean, he's not talking about taking and uh, brandishing. You're, I don't think you're talking about brandishing. I think you're talking about carrying no. your weapons up there. No. <clears throat> and so right. you're surrounding there, and you're wanting to, to have discussions with the representatives to say, you guys better listen to us because you've got an albatross around our neck, and we need to cut it off, and we need to deal with it properly and lawfully. And that's what you're going to be pointing to is the law. So here's the question. Some people may be saying, okay, I'm in Utah, or maybe I'm not in Utah, but I can, I can get there and I want to support this. You guys are going to be camped out there until, I think you said, the second coming, the hell freezes over, they signed they sign the legislation, one or the other. Right. So how, what can they do to help you in what you're going to be doing there? Yes. Okay. Uh, now, what the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions will do for us, first of all, it puts in very clear terms the importance of the 10th Amendment law in the Constitution. And it gives the state, the states have the power to state nullify every single usurpation of power and spending uh, and income taxation, by the way, that is not delegated to them in the Constitution under Article 1, Section 8. There are a few other powers in the Constitution, but it's extremely few. In fact, it's less than a handful of other powers that they have besides, uh, you know, that the president has uh, in other powers, uh, uh, you know, that's not under Article 1, Section 8. But everything else can be state nullified and needs to be state nullified. Our states need to rise up and become the supreme powers that our individual, our free, independent, and sovereign countries are. And they need to start state nullifying. Otherwise, we're going to be saddled with this uh, with this global reset. And what it does is it enforces the 10th Amendment law, which uh, neutralizes the so-called democracy, which is mob voting rule. And it protects us by the laws that we, the people, ordain and establish in order to secure the blessings of liberty. And let me just read this just real quickly. It's a preamble of the Constitution, the very first paragraph in the Constitution where it lists all of the rulers and leaders and higher powers that were ordained by God over the President of the United States and over all the Republicans and all the Democrats, over all of our judges and DAs, and over the deep state of the plethora of agencies and bureaus that are explicitly prohibited from even existing pursuant to 10th Amendment law. And here's the list. And so they're all listed here. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union. A more perfect union? What does that mean? It's a more perfect union of 50 free, independent, and sovereign countries that we call states. It's also pursuant to the first currently existing law in U.S. code that is in full full force and effect right now this very day. And you know that law. The very first law in U.S. code, it's called the Declaration of Independence. And then it's two dovetail documents called the whole constitution and the entire bill of rights. And amongst them is the 10th amendment law, probably the most important law of all, 
the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. The Ninth Amendment basically states, in short, that our rights, which are powers that we hold over the President of the United States of America and over all Republicans, all Democrats, all judges, the entire deep state, and above all of our police officers, okay, that's what a right is. Those are powers that we hold over all of those people, all of our quote-unquote public servants. They're servants. They work for us individually in a Republican form of government, a republic of laws. And let me read the rest of this. In order to form a more perfect union of 50 free, independent, and sovereign countries, provide for the common defense, well, that makes sense, the military, right? Promote the general welfare, but only so much as allowed under the 18 enumerated powers, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, meaning our children and grandchildren and so forth, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. That's we the people, folks. And if we want to restore the constitution and the 10th Amendment law, We need to compel our state legislators to commence the incremental state nullification of every single usurpation of powers and spending and income taxes since the 1913 trifecta of constitutional insurrection and treason. Back in 1913, By lie of the tally of votes by the states, Secretary of State Philander Knox, under the tutelage of Socialist-in-Chief Woodrow Wilson, counted the votes, they counted the ratification votes, and he lied to the American people. They weren't even close, not even close to enough states that ratified either the 16th Amendment or the 17th Amendment. Now, the 16th Amendment is the amendment where the U.S. government uses as an excuse to tax we the people. But it doesn't apply to we the people according to the Supreme Court of the United States. The point of it is, is even if those bills were ratified, they still wouldn't be constitutional. That's according to the Supreme Court in many different cases. So income taxes don't apply to the American people, okay? Then we have the 17th Amendment. The 17th Amendment changed our Republican form of government into closer to a democracy of mob voting rule. And it allowed the people of each state to vote for their state senator. The state senator is supposed to be selected by the legislature of that state. They pick two people out from the state legislature to be to represent that state and we and we the people you know of that state in Washington DC. But and they never ratified that, you know, where the people would vote, where it would turn it into more of a democracy, even though we still don't have a democracy. A democracy is outlawed under Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, which states that, let's just read that real quick. Here it says, Article 4, Section 4. The United States, meaning the United States government, 
shall guarantee to every state in the union of 53 independent sovereign states a Republican form of government. We're supposed to have a republic of laws, folks. And the primary law that we need to focus on is not how to elect people at the federal government. That is meaningless. Paul Ryan told us that. They're going to violate the Constitution no matter or do whatever they have to do to get elected back into office. You know, including printing money out of thin air and destroying the currency. And so... Uh, we need to we we need to stand up against this tyranny, against this oppression, and control through the control of our money supply. We need to have our state legislators commence the incremental state notification of all the bills since 1913 that are usurpation of power, spending, and income taxes, and we're looking at incrementally nullifying them to the tune of 100 bills every month, 100 bills that have been passed of the thousands, probably something like 10,000. I don't know the number of bills, but there's, I do know for a fact that there's many thousands of them that have been passed since 1913 that are completely against 10th Amendment law and order. And we need to have those state nullified incrementally because none of this, this can't be done overnight. Okay, we got to incrementally do it over a transitional period, and we're looking at, say, three to five years where everything will be state nullified so that all powers that are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people come back to us, including with our income taxes, okay, our withholding taxes and our employer taxes. You know, there's a secret tax, and you people probably know about this very well. You see the taxes that they take out of your paycheck and your pay stub. But what's not on that pay stub is that the your employers are holding withholding even more money to pay for what is called employer taxes. So it's not just the taxes that you can see they're, they're taking out. They're doubling that through employer taxes. And those have to come back to be in state nullified too. So when all this is done, when we've returned all power, you know, all power and all spending back to the states, your paychecks, your take-home paychecks that week are all going to be doubled. So let's say you're making $1,000 a week take-home. You're going to be making $2,000 a week after this is all done over the transitional period because we have to do this incrementally. Once the state state nullifies, say, 100 bills for that month, the governor, according to the plans that, that we have, which is the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions augmented with an arrest provision, the governor will bring them in, they'll have them sit in the, in the, in the, in the chambers and, uh, or someplace, you know, a nice room, and they'll be briefed on what they state nullified for that month, 100 bills, whatever those bills are. They will brief the county sheriffs on that, and then they'll give that, document exactly listing out what has been state nullified to the county sheriffs. And then the county sheriffs will patrol their county and see if there are any, I'm going to call them fed coats. That's what they are. They're fed coats. They're agencies and bureaus that are explicitly prohibited from even existing unless they've been delegated that power under article one, section eight of the constitution, the sheriff's going to be looking for them. And, and, and if they find an agent 
or bureau that's operating above the law. In other words, uh, if they're refusing to cease and desist something that's been properly and constitutionally state nullified, the sheriffs will arrest them, they'll put them in jail, and then, of course, according to the Supreme Law of the Land, they're entitled to a jury of their peers. So they'll be taken, you know, to the court, and they'll be able to be represented by their attorneys. You know, of course, they're allowed bail so they can get out to talk to their attorneys and figure out their defense and all this for violating uh, something that's been constitutionally state nullified. They'll be hauled out, you know, before the jury of their peers to make their case. And this is the jury instructions. Did this federal agent or agency refuse to cease and desist something that's been properly and constitutionally state nullified? Yes or no? If the answer, if the jury decides that yes, they they have been refusing to cease and desist something that's been constitutionally state nullified, then they'll be sentenced and put in prison. Okay, now I personally believe because this is so important that they're going to shackle all American middle-class families forever using the global reset and UN troops and U.S. government troops and, 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 and the police. And they're going to be taking away our guns and they're going to be ordering us how to live, how to walk, how to talk, when to walk and talk. It'll be just like COVID all over again. If they want to keep you in your house, they're going to keep you in your house. Yep. And we're going to have troops running back and forth. We're going to have martial law. Because Carl. people aren't going to like being told how to live. Sure. What they can eat, what they can't eat, what they can drive. Carl, Carl, we're, we're coming up on the end of the show here. And we get to something else, too. How sure. can people join you in what you're doing there? You're going to start tomorrow. we got about 30 seconds or so. Tell people what they can do to if they want to support you there. Right. Because this affects the entire republic, we would like every single person, families, we're looking for mothers and dads, husbands, wives, and children to come out to the Utah State Capitol, surround the Capitol, so that you can all help us to compel them to sponsor and pass an exact facsimile of the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions augmented with an arrest provision. And we can stop the dollar from collapsing by this. It'll actually increase the value of the dollar by just Utah starting this. We just need one state to start this, and it'll reverse the collapse of the dollar, and the global reset will be kaput. The Trial Commission and the Council Formulations, the IMF, the World Economic Forum, where they said, okay. you won't Carl, own anything. We're, 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 out of, we're out of time. I, you guys will have to get you time. I'll put it in the archives that you can show up and uh, be there tomorrow bright and early. See ya. <laughs>